Hey, welcome to New Hope Underground. Uh, you know, Underground's a good name. It is. Because, and, and, and the older credit goes to uh, Tower Yoakum on our Yay, staff. He's our Tyler. communications guy. He's the guy that likes to brand things. In fact, I think we should give him the nickname The Brander or something like that. Just, But he, yeah, he branded a long time ago. This is season four four actually so we've been doing new hope underground for quite some time now believe it or not and um if you i don't know i just got to thinking about underground's a great name because it's like the whole purpose of this podcast is to kind of get let you in on behind the scenes a little bit about what's going on at new hope church and but behind the scenes is not quite the same as underground underground is almost kind of like it reminds me of that show Beauty and the Beast that was on in the 80s. Uh, the Beast lived yeah, underground. in a sewer. It's kind of, you're not really sure what to expect. Is it good? <laughs> is it bad? Is yeah. it terrifying? Well, I, I think underground in the sense like underneath the work. So what's going, oh, okay. something, stuff you don't so see. So like the, the sewer of yeah, the church? you don't see it. You don't want to see it necessarily. <laughs> but it's so vital. Yeah, it's so vital. And if the, it's missing, it's everybody life, knows. It's a lifeblood, that's for sure. And I... Yeah, but I hopefully this is stuff you do want to hear and see. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. In, a, in a as I use the Chris Farley quote, but I, yeah, I, I just uh, I think it's a good name because that's exactly what we do here. And today we're going to have a couple things on the show. Um, one thing on the show is going to be a discussion that uh, OPT Tyler Sturkey and I had oh, about uh, the series that is coming up and. We, we have a what we call series overview discussion, and you can find it on YouTube, and you can find it uh, here on the podcast. And usually, I we use it as a totally separate episode. Okay. But we start, we're going to start incorporating it into our regular show. Oh, fun. Now, so you're going to hear that a little bit later on as we talk about the new series coming up called Fences. And then, um, and then also, we have an interview today uh, with Logan Arnie. Oh, fun. And Logan is uh, brand new in coming in, kind of in a real part-time role with uh, with working with the high school kids oh, great. here at the church. So we'll be talking to him a little bit later. But anyway, you've been busy at home. I have been. Yeah, you've been. Uh, you told me the other day, uh, Charlotte texted me and said, when you get home, you won't recognize the kitchen. Which was sort of a lie because you still could. I, I did recognize it, by the way. It hadn't moved from the previous location. It had not. And actually, not a whole lot of shifting was done. But you've done a lot of reorga- reorganization. Yeah, I kind of reached this point. It happens fairly frequently. And if anybody who's known me for any length of time knows it, it happens a lot. But I kind of reached this point where I'm like, okay, that's it. I got to clean out everything. And I just go crazy. Now, if you had to buy one thing mm-hmm. that just transforms your kitchen, one thing that helps you reorganize, that someone else, like a tip, someone can take this, go buy it, and like, oh, wow, I can't believe how organized my kitchen is now. What would mm-hmm. it be? Have a walk-in pantry, which I don't have. So yeah. go buy one of those. a new house with a walk-in pantry or <laughs> create a walk-in pantry. How do you so. do that if you don't have one? I mean, how do well, you just... You could, you could use extra space that's not being utilized in your home and put shelves and stuff like that. Um, uh, like like your kid's closet. Yeah. Hey, you don't need your closet anymore. I'm going to use this for a walk-in yeah. pantry. Yeah. You can sleep on the couch. I'm using your room for a walk-in closet pantry thing. Well, there you go. That, that'll totally 
organize your kitchen. Yeah, yeah. And but on a serious note, yeah. If I had to pick like something, what's something that you could use to you to really organize um, refrigerator containers to use in your refrigerator to organize, and it has revolutionized our refrigerator. Revolutionized our refrigerator. It has it has because we have this little. Container we pull out that has all the condiments. You don't have 4,000 things shoved in the doors anymore. That's the only great. container that did not work for us is the egg thing. Oh, the egg container is a total fiasco. Yeah, just use the carton. Yeah. It's, it is a container in and of itself. Why do you need another container? Why would you take eggs out of a container, put it in another container? And not only that, a container that's padded and put it in one yeah. that's not padded. Right, and not only that, but it fits in the fridge like perfect. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe if you don't use a lot of eggs, it might be helpful because at least it looks cute we in there. But we go through so eggs. many eggs. I eat eggs like they're going out of style. Yeah. Yeah, constantly. It's just yeah. diet I'm on. We need chickens. Yeah, we need our own chickens. That's, maybe that's what we need. That's the one thing. I don't know if that'll really help organize our kitchen. Mm. What about you? If you could have like any one thing in the kitchen to organize. Oh, that's or easy. It has nothing to do with organizing, but it will definitely revolutionize the kitchen. And that would be a giant chocolate fondue fountain mm. i mean i think every kitchen needs one of those and it needs to be going like all the time like See, you can't you can't just let it sit there interrupted I i'm way too practical because i'm thinking what do you do when you have fruit flies <laughs> then you have fruit flies hunt you have to constantly clean that thing it'd be know. nice if you just want to stick your finger in it i'm not thinking about any of that i'm just thinking about mm. marshmallows on a and banana on a stick a banana in the chocolate covered chocolate banana fondue. would be really good maybe so a frozen really one Unfortunately, with this, it's because I'm on this diet, and so all I can think about is chocolate fondue fountains. Yeah, it's pretty I, sad. I understand that. Anyway, that will revolutionize your kitchen. Let's face it; it would make it one of a kind. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, welcome to New Hope Underground, and uh, welcome to the show. We're gonna get on right now. You could hear our series overview with Pastor Tyler and myself, and then uh, later, a little bit later on, with Logan Arnie, and then Charlotte and I will be back. All right, guys. Hey, welcome back to the next installment of our series overview. Now, just as a quick refresher, the reason why we do this segment uh, called series overview is, I mean, it's literally in the name, is we like to give people a little bit of a, a peek behind the veil, as it were, of the series that we're doing that are coming up um, because sometimes people show up for particular weekends and it can seem like it's just a bunch of random messages hodgepodge put together Um, but we actually put a lot of time and preparation in kind of big picture purposes behind the series that we do and uh, sometimes people catch it sometimes they don't but even just being able to give a little bit of an overview of why we do the series that we do and, and kind of what it's about the big picture uh, can help people kind of connect the dots and maybe understand some of the deeper connections from week to week of the series. And New Hope Underground is a perfect place for it because yeah. it's behind, this is the whole podcast is about being behind the scenes. Yeah, literally the whole the thing church, is though. about kind of going <laughs> underground, checking out behind the scenes type stuff. So it just made sense for us to say, hey, maybe we talk a little bit deeper about the series in particular uh, and kind of give an overview of where we're going. So we have a very, very, I got to be honest, I'm very excited about this series that is coming up. Uh, We're doing a series that's, uh, I think it's a five-week series coming up that's going to carry us into the end of the summer, uh, into kind of the beginning of the school year. And then we've got a really cool, which I'm getting into the next series overview, got a really cool series we're doing in the fall. 
I'm not going to say anything more about that. You'll have to wait for the next series overview <laughs> to find out about that one. But this particular series, yeah. man, I just, I feel like uh, it kind of dovetails perfectly with an event that we have coming up in August. And so, uh, what's that, what's that event? Love week. Oh man. I, I can't get my, I was trying to get my, uh, oh, you had a cool sound effect. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Sorry. None of the audience was listening whenever you said no, that's that. Right, hey guys, pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, we have this, we have an event, a week long event coming up uh, uh, early in August called Love Week, where we're going to dedicate seven straight days at all three of our campuses to serving our community, loving our neighbors, um, being the church essentially. And so it's cool because we connected this event with a series we're kind of doing starting before it, but then even leading after it as well uh, to kind of give a theological framework for why we're doing the series. And so basically with the series that we're doing, uh, it's called Fences, Barriers to Loving Your Neighbor. Mm. And we chose that. It's Mm. funny. We kind of went back and forth on the name for it, trying to really capture what like what the the overarching theme was for the series. And we, and we landed on this name in particular. And some of it has to do with a kind of a ser- uh, story that I'm going to be telling at the very beginning of the first week of the series. Um, but then it's going to kind of become a metaphor and theme that will pervade the entire series. That the, the truth is we can, I mean, as Christians, as people in general, I mean, not even just as Christians, people in general are good at it is we can very easily put up fences between us and other people. I mean, sometimes we do it oh, yeah. literally yeah. that you have an annoying, <laughs> you have an annoying neighbor, uh, someone who's maybe a little cantankerous uh, to hard to get along with. And so rather than doing the hard work of loving that person or even entering into a meaningful relationship with that person, it's easier to build a fence yeah, you want to keep people out. Yeah, so not only do I not have to interact with them, I don't even have to see the problem anymore. I don't even. Right. It's not just about not dealing with it. I don't even have to see it anymore. I can just pretend like it's not there. I don't want anyone trespassing on my life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, we do that in a physical sense where we literally do build fences to keep people, <laughs> neighbors, or whatever, out. Um, but there's a metaphorical sense. I mean, that, that the fence is a metaphor as well to uh, excuses that we give often for why we don't want to interact with people in meaningful ways, especially loving them, which, I, which honestly usually requires something of us and we're not willing to pay that price. Right. And so it's easier to put up a fence and then, hey, I don't have to look at the problem. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to deal with it. And so the series is about we're talking about s- certain key excuses and rationales that we use that act like fences between us and other people that I use to not have to love my neighbor. Right. Which is the chief thing that Jesus calls us to do. No, that's really good. And one, one thing I think is kind of important to note is about this time every year we do what we call a community type of series. Yeah. Which I think if people have been coming for quite some time would recognize, because we're always talking about, you know, getting involved with relationships and community, and yeah. we mainly kind of push towards groups, the things that we do here at church. Because as we get into the fall and launching right. out the next group session and things like that, usually we would do some sort of community series or things like that. But we decided to go with this series instead, and there are reasons why we did that. Yeah, I think so, because we want people, I think, I don't know, it's been something that's been on our, on our heart. Uh, we've talked how COVID's kind of turned things around and just led us to all sorts of conversations. Yeah. 
But I think that uh, what's interesting is that, you know, community is not always this inward thing. It's not mm. supposed to be an inward thing. And actually, it's amazing. Uh, like, like you said earlier, kind of slip of the tongue saying us as Christians, but not, not just Christians. But it really is important to say us as Christians, we tend to put those fences up around yeah. ourselves as a group yeah. collectively. And that's that's what we're trying to get out of, like trying to give a, a bigger picture as to what community means. Yeah, because I think some of the problems that can come with pursuing community as an end in and of itself yeah. is we put fences around that community then. We create an us that often stands in opposition to them yeah whoever us versus them is and we can put those chris farley quotes on there i'm not sure exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah, who yeah. that is yeah but. we don't we don't i mean whatever whatever the reasons are <laughs> yeah. whether it's different belief system or it's politics or it's race or i mean there are a million different reasons that we create us versus them but when we pursue community in and of itself as an as an end goal itself one of the first things we'll do is we have to protect that community. And so we put up fences, mm-hmm. um, which then means we begin to have less and less meaningful interaction with those who are not a part of quote unquote us <laughs> note for the audio. I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> um, but, and so this whole series is re- realizing like, man, Jesus has called us to a mission right. in this world. And when we pursue that mission, when we love our neighbor as ourself, we love God by loving our neighbor as ourself. There's a strange thing that happens, and you and I have had so many conversations about this, that community comes out of that mission naturally. Yeah, yeah. That we don't have to pursue community as a goal in and of itself. We pursue the mission of God, and a community forms as we live on mission together. And so part of this series is like, what does it look like to live out the mission that Jesus has called us to do, to love him and to love our neighbor, you know, as ourself. And we're going to find that community actually forms in the midst of that as we are serving the world, uh, living for the sake of others. We use that language a lot, that we live for the sake of others. And you'll find that you're going to be standing shoulder to shoulder with other people who want to live for the sake of others. And it's like, oh my gosh, community just formed and I didn't even have to try to do it. No, it's so good. I think that, and I'm, I'm. Uh, this is a little bit of a warning. Maybe we'll get a little bit too ecclesiological here. Whoa, yeah, that big term, big word. Learn it, learn it, use it, impress your friends. <laughs> Church stuff, but I, I just think that for years, uh, I think we have spent so many years in tr- as church leaders, uh, deconstructing mm. the actual mission of Christ or that what's in the scripture that we have made it a lot more difficult than it is. And we've also divided things up that should never have been divided. Yeah. Such as evangelism and discipleship. Ooh, come on now. Preach. They're not the preach preacher. Maybe we're not the same by definition, but you can't have one without the other. Yeah. And I think we've deconstructed and tried to, well, let's set up these things, these programs in church to meet that need evangelistically. And then let's set up this discipleship, but it's, it's not like that. And like you're saying, it's like, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I think sometimes we kind of we kind of tend to look at those as two opposite sides of the coin. Yeah. But, but they're not. Yeah, they're, they are really just slightly different reiterations of the same thing. Yeah. Really. And right. um, so with, anyway. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, this series, I'm, I'm really, really excited to talk about certain ideas of how, I mean, some of these fences that we often deal with and without giving too much away because we want you to be able to, come and hear the message and hear the depth of, but some of the fences that we're talking about the first week, 
boy, I'm feeling a little trepidatious about the first week because I'm talking in the first week how sometimes we use God as a fence Mm. to keep from loving our neighbor, that Mm. we use God to keep ourselves from serving God. No, that's really good. And if you don't know what I mean by that, come listen to the message. (laughs) And and you'll find out that Jesus actually talked about that a lot. But we're going to be talking about how sometimes we use position and status. We allow things like just apathy. We just don't care our own selfishness. I don't care enough to love my neighbor, how we can use that as a barrier. Uh, Sometimes we're not available. We're just too busy. Mm. Um, We're even going to be talking about uh, forgiveness and unforgiveness, Mm -hmm. that sometimes we allow unforgiveness to be a barrier um, between me and loving my neighbor because I'm holding something against them so I can't love them because I actually want bad things to happen to them because of maybe bad things they did to me. Um, And so we're going to be unpacking a lot. Sometimes we just don't care. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Apathy is a big one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so anyway, uh, we're going to be kind of covering topics like that throughout the series and talk about how those can often be fences that we build up between us and other people, L- trying to let ourselves off the hook from actually loving people the way Jesus called us to love them. Yeah, so overall, I think this series is then, hey, how do we break these things down so we actually do uh, we, we actually do become people of on mission, yeah. loving others, and building community all in the meantime. Yeah. And so all together. And yeah. So in the series, we'll, we'll talk about those visionary questions of like, what if, what if we didn't allow these things to be fences? Like Mm. what, what if we lived a love that had no fences Mm. that puts no barriers between us and other people, but love in ways that is costly and messy, um, but is godly that is divine. Like the type of love Jesus called us to, um, that's the type of love that Jesus said, men will know you, are, the world will know you are my disciples if you love one another. That if you love right. like that, then it's undeniable that you belong to me. That's the type of love that we're calling people to. And so we'll be unpacking that throughout this series. So I'm very, very excited for this series. So are you excited about this series? No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, the more I think about it, I kind of wish we weren't doing it. <laughs> I think you're excited about the series, which yeah. is good. I think, you know, it's, it's good to be excited about the series you're going to end up preaching most of. So yes. you better get, yeah, yeah, better get ready. So. so, but yeah, so I mean that that is fences, barriers to loving your neighbor in a nutshell. And so, uh, yeah, I want to encourage everybody. Make sure you're you're there for every week of the series. And if you're not able to there, watch it online, listen to it online, uh, get involved in Love Week. Uh, if you go to newhopechurch.cc/loveweek, um, there's yeah. already a whole bunch of uh, different serving uh, opportunities projects and, and, and projects uh, in all three of our kind of counties, campus areas. Um, so uh, you can I mean, sign up for them. Yeah, you can sign up for them. You can do it. Maybe, maybe you're already in a small group and you realize, man, we've become a little bit inward. We've allowed fences to kind of grow up around us. And so yeah. maybe as a group, we need to get outside of our normal fences and walls and actually get involved serving. So you can do that. You can go to newhopechurch.cc slash loveweek, sign up for an event at any any of our three campuses. And it's we need some of you awesome. to become kind of leaders and spokespeople to get other people motivated and get going. Yeah. We need, we need to look good percentage of our church involved in this not yeah. just a few yeah so grab as many people as you can go shoulder to shoulder and form a community as you live on mission even tyler's doing stuff absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> hey man. thanks for joining us it's been great all right see you guys hello stuffers and welcome to stuff with tyler it's the part of the show where i tell you some stuff and if this isn't your first time listening to this season of underground then you know we've done stuff with tyler about every month 
And the previous two Stuff with Tylers have had special guests. Well, no one wants to be my special guest uh, anymore. Actually, it's probably due to the fact that everyone's in meetings uh, and or not here. So it's just me. So sorry in advance for this. Uh, but there's one big stuff that I want to talk about. But before that, I got to tell you about this new uh, social network that I just uh, kind of came across uh, a week ago. It's called Be Real. Um, it's an app that you download, and once a day you get a notification where it says, hey, it's time to be real, and you go and you post a photo, just one photo, whatever you're doing in that moment. You've got two minutes to get your photo posted once you get the notification at a random time. And so you go on, you open the app, and before you can see any of your friends post for the day, you have to post, and uh, it, otherwise it won't let you see them. And so uh, you go on, you post a photo of what's in front of you, and then it takes a selfie of you, you your reaction to whatever you're doing. Um, and you post it and that's it. And it's about 10 minutes a day that you spend on there max where you go on, you post your photo, you see what everyone else is up to at that random time of the day. And then you move on with your life. Uh, it's one of my favorite things that I've come across. This, this sounds like it's sponsored. It's not sponsored. It's just something that I thought was really cool. And so I just want more people to get on it. So go download be real. It's pretty cool. It's a cool app. It's way better than all the other ones that are out there right now that consume all of our time. So be real. Anyway, that's all I got for that. But here at New Hope, we have a really cool week-long event coming up. August 7th through the 13th, we have Love Week. Um, This is a week dedicated to serving, giving back, loving our communities. Uh, We're doing it in Effingham, Newton, and Shelbyville. We have dozens of projects for everyone to get plugged into and involved with. Uh, So please, please, please go online, wherever you're at right now. Stop. Pull over in your car. Assuming you're listening to this while you're driving. Pull over in your car. Go to newhopechurch.cc slash loveweek. If you want to save a few characters, you can just go to newhopechurch.cc, scroll down. We have a big Love Week banner. Go there, click on it. You can look and see every single project uh, on that page that each of our campuses are participating in. You can then go to sign up where you can even read more of a description of each project. Some of them have uh, a max number of people that they're looking for, and so some of them are limited by that. Others are unlimited, and so you can just sign up as many people as you want in your family or your group of friends or your small group. And so go to newhopechurch.cc slash loveweek. Hit sign up to serve for your campus and be sure to get plugged in because this is going to be an awesome week. We think it's going to be really cool to see New Hope uh, really be the hands and feet of Jesus in a real uh, physical, practical way um, to, to those in our communities. And so Love Week kicking off Sunday, August 7th. Don't miss that service either. That's going to be a really cool uh, kickoff for Love Week. And then the following, just the rest of the week, we'll be doing projects kind of in the evenings and in that following weekend. And so it's going to be a really cool time. Um, another thing that's coming up, uh, all of our youth at all of our campuses are going to be kicking off their uh, next semester of small groups. And so if you are a sixth through 12th grade youth or you're a parent of a sixth through 12th grader, uh, be sure to go to newhopechurch.cc slash youth groups. Uh, if you're not currently involved in a small group, uh, it's, they have some really awesome, um, series planned for the fall. They have really great community that comes out of those small groups. And so please, please, please be sure to join a small group for the fall semester at newhopechurch.cc slash youth groups. You can get to that also by visiting newhopechurch.cc slash youth, where you can kind of get an overview of the whole youth ministry. Uh, but those are the two big things coming up this August, this fall. We have love week, August 7th through the 13th, August 7th through the 13th. Sorry. 
when I don't have anyone to interject and, and talk with me, I just talk fast and a lot. So August 7th through the 13th is Love Week, and youth groups are kicking off this fall. So go to newhopechurch.cc slash youthgroups to join one of those. This was Stuff with Tyler. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, welcome to Spotlight, and today I have with me Logan Arnie. What's up, Logan? Oh, not too much, Darren. How you doing? Hey, Logan, now that you're here, all right, I, I've always felt like we have the Spotlight, we do these in- interviews with people, but we don't have like any theme music just for Spotlight. Yeah. So, what do you think of this? Yeah. Okay. What do you think of that? Can you that's, get, that's pretty good. Can you get with that? Yeah. So, Logan Arnie on <laughs> Spotlights. I gotta fade that Ooh. down. Pretty nice, huh? The production has gone up. I tell you what, it's uh, ever since I got this little uh, sound effects board, I've been having a lot of fun. But uh, any, <laughs> anyway, welcome. Hey, Thank I want to interview you, Logan because you are kind of like old and new, and I'll explain that in just a second. To New Hope, yeah, in a, in a sense. And recently, I mean, you you decided you're going to work in a part time capacity. Yeah, a little bit of part time because. Uh, you got a full-time job, but doing a little extra working with our high school kids here at New Hope. Yes. Yeah. So I, I'm loving it. It's been great to be back, be back on staff, back in Effingham, back in New Hope, uh, even in this part-time, part-time role. I'm loving it. So explain when you say back, some people aren't going to know the fact that you're back. I mean, they only see you maybe, you know, think you're brand new, but you grew up here. Yeah, absolutely. So we moved to, I grew up in Effingham. When I was in second grade, my family decided, hey, let's check out New Hope. So we had been going to a different church in town. Great church, still love the people there, but they they really wanted a church that invested in youth, invested in kids. And so, yeah, when I was in second grade, we moved to New Hope. Smart decision, because here you are, and here I am. All these years <laughs> later, you can't, you guys can't get rid of me. So <laughs> we keep trying. <laughs> yeah. So no, Logan used to be on staff in a full time capacity. Yep. So then after college, after being here all of those years, I went away to college to go into youth and family ministry, and then Lincoln Christian University. Call. LCU, baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it doesn't exist anymore. Almost. Doesn't exist. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> Our alma mater has been discontinued. It's still there. It's just different. It's very, very, what do you call it? Narrowed down or? Yeah, stripped down. Stripped down. Thank you you very much. Yeah. Um, So you went to Bible college. Went to Bible college and uh, out of Bible college, I moved back here for about a year and then moved away to Phoenix. Loved Phoenix. It was amazing. Miss miss some of the restaurants. Oh, I bet. Miss professional sports. Oh the most. yeah, just we got spring day. baseball and fall too. baseball and fall baseball. That's right. Professional baseball goes from m- late February, March till November. Oh so my So you have goodness. about three months, maybe, of no baseball, which was wow. incredible. That's then, when you, that's when you really hit the restaurants. Yes, that's when you just eat <laughs> all the time, and then going to Suns games when they were terrible and I could get tickets for about nine bucks because no more. one cared about them. And <laughs> not anymore. Now they're the best. So loved Phoenix. It was awesome. Worked at a mega church out there. 
And then, yeah, after three years there, moved back to Effingham. Now, one thing you said before you moved out to Phoenix, you were on staff here yep. working with, you and I worked together, and you worked with junior high kids. Absolutely. High school kids. Yep. So I was the junior high and 180 production director, I believe yeah. was the title. So I forgot what the title was. Yeah. So helped with. You and I didn't really care high. about titles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just the junior high and then everything else person. <laughs> just do it. We just did whatever. Um, no, that's cool. So now tell us a little bit about you got, you know, when you're in Phoenix, you got married yep. and everything and then you moved back, back here. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So my wife and I met at Lincoln. She, uh, we were, we lived, we were on campus together for about three weeks and then I graduated and then we were long distance our entire relationship. Oh, really? Wow. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah. Only three weeks. Literally three weeks. And then I moved to Bloomington for my internship for about six or seven months. So about 45 minute drive. And then moved to Effingham for about a year. Well, just over a year. So two hour drive. And then moved to Phoenix. So about a 24 hour drive. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow she stuck stuck me stuck it out with me so she's wow she's awesome uh, so you're like well i'll marry you then yeah if you can <laughs> if you can stick with me through all this <laughs> so yeah we uh her name's christina if you've not met her she's fantastic so uh yeah about a year and a half of me being out there we got married and then she moved out there and we had about a year and a half out there together which was a ton of fun we had so much fun out there together and then yeah, moved back here. Came back home. And here we are. Now, she, she's like working on her master's or something? Yeah. She yeah. currently works with kids with special needs at a place called Meraki in Newton uh -huh. and loves what she does, is awesome at what she does, and is now getting her master's in social work. Wow. And That's wants great. And wants to continue moving ahead, being able to help people and care for people and be in that kind of setting, which... She's super passionate. Wow. About, so. What's it like, like having a wife so much smarter than you? <laughs> <laughs> it felt, I mean, the bar's pretty low to get that. So I'm just joking because I know exactly how it feels. So anyway, I'm just joking. But uh, so tell us a little bit about, I, I want to curious about one thing we've been focusing on with some of these interviews, just your testimony. Like how did you come to know Jesus? I know you grew up in, you know, church home, but I'm cu more curious about not church side as much as I'm curious more about just personal relationship with Jesus and how that's kind of changed over the years. Yeah, that it's honestly been something that's truly just been extremely foundational in my entire life. Like it's just been a part, mm. my faith has genuinely been a part of my life forever, which I'm grateful for my parents for that. But when I was six at my former church, I just decided I wanted to be baptized. And my parents were like, Logan, you're way too young. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> they thought I just wanted to jump in a pool for a little bit in the baptismal and have some have a fun time. And so, or maybe I just wanted to have communion and have a little right. snack. <laughs> right. They're like, do you understand what, what born again means? You were just born six years yeah, ago. Yeah, so you don't know what you're saying. And so <laughs> they, they had me meet with the pastor there. And uh, after about a year of convincing everyone, they finally believed that I actually knew what I was believing. And... Um, and so, yeah, it's been kind of a part of my life forever where I just genuinely accepted and knew Jesus and knew the power of that and what, how I needed him forever. And so I actually got baptized before Landon, who's three years older than me. 
So Landon's older brother. Yes. Yeah. And so he, He's uh, your older brother, I mean. yeah, he is my older brother, three years older than me. And so I, it wasn't even like I wanted to be like him. I just, I, I just wanted to take that step in my faith. And so, so yeah, I grew up as a believer, moved to new hope. And that was really where my faith started growing f- just faster being in the old power team room, Shout out Dave Meckling and all the puppets that he had. Loved it down there. The power team. <laughs> the room. power team room. That's a shout out. If you know Wasn't that. Wasn't the power team those guys that lifted weights? Yes. And blew up water bottles or uh, hot water bottles and stuff? Yep, they did that. Um, different power team. Uh, the power <laughs> team I'm, I knew had puppets. So. I mean, Dave Meckling did it with puppets. <laughs> yeah, so if anyone uh, if anyone remembers the all the puppets, I wish I could remember their names. But. I know a little little about puppets, just, you know. Yeah, if that's wanna, your... If you ever want to talk to Puppets Logan, just let me you're know. You're the puppet master. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, coming to New Hope was just an awesome follow-up for my faith where I had people genuinely invested in my faith and wanted to help grow me in what I believed and what I knew. And so it's cool seeing how much that's evolved at New Hope over these years to where, like, I remember when it was just the old building and it was a small little crew but it's cool how it's the same thing it's the same church on the same mission it's just done differently and sure so yeah growing up in the faith i just um that was just always so such a huge part i gave my first sermon when i was in seventh grade in sunday school i'm sure it was horrible wow Jesus a puppet no, I, no, I no, should no, have. Okay. <laughs> just curious. Um, so I've just been passionate about it forever. And so That's awesome. it always felt like the natural thing for me to go to go into ministry and um, pursue that. And I've now experiencing ministry in a different setting, being in a, at a full-time role outside of ministry. But, uh, but for my, myself, it's just been a lot of trusting Jesus, even even in hard times, even in confusing times, even when things don't seem to make sense. And that's just always been that rock that I've truly always been, been able to stand on. And, um, even when I don't, I think it's Psalms 42, nine, someone fact check me on that, but (laughs) David is essentially saying the verses, Oh, Oh God, my rock, why have you forgot me? I think that's so funny because the rock can't forget you. Like it's you Mm -hmm. forgetting the rock. And I feel like that's been the verse that I've kind of always gone back to. It's funny how that's like always what I just will open my Bible. And it seems like that's where I fall in those times where it's like, Oh God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Like he, he, he literally can't, you're just forgetting about the rock. And so that's, I feel like that's a lot of my story is that of me forgetting and then coming back. And that's really cool. Yeah. Let me ask you one question. I always love asking long-term Christians. Yeah. Okay. What is it as you're growing up in the Lord, what is something about Jesus that you found out later you had wrong? Whoa. I know that's kind of a crazy question, isn't it? That's a great question. In other words, you kind of, as you're growing up, you grew as a disciple and realized, wow, I don't think I really had that right about Jesus. Now that I see it more clearly, I love him even more. Yeah. I, the first answer, I'm sure there's thousands. I know there are thousands, but the first one that comes to mind is I feel like I grew up thinking that Jesus was so black and white and that mm. our faith is black and white even. Like the answers are black and white. He's black and white. There's no 
like this is how it is this is how it is there's no no give on that but I think going to Bible college going to Lincoln and just exploring my faith more the more I've realized and I feel like we talk about all the time in New Hope there's a lot of great there's a lot of things that it's okay to not necessarily agree agree on right and I think that's the beauty of the gospel that it's so simple like the the gospel is that we're broken and Jesus died to save us and if you put your faith in that then you're saved and beyond that like right it's kind of all gray like I there's not many hills I'm willing to die on beyond that which your list of essentials kind of shrunk. Yeah. Over the years. Yeah. Which I know some people might want to burn me at the stake for saying that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that's been, that's been a cool, a cool thing for me to grow in and not, cause I, I guess to, to kind of give more context to my story, I, I feel like there was a time where I was very judgmental due to my black and white nature mm. with some of that mm. very I was, I was a Pharisee at times and I burned bridges with people because of that. And then as I've researched and read and talked to more people and I'm like, and the, the only person that Jesus ever got mad at was that person was that Pharisee. Mm, yeah. Like the, that was the only time he ever got mad was about that. And you wake up and you're like, Oh, 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 the shoot. That, that was me. Was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you and so, I are very similar in that thing. Cause when I was young, yeah. I felt, yeah, it's very true. And you wake up to, oh, wait a minute, we're supposed to be about grace? Yep. <laughs> and it, usually it takes some big falls on your own to figure that out. Oh, yeah. You know, like, you know, I, when you fall a few times on your face and you realize I'm nothing without him, and his, you know, then it's amazing how that changes your perspective towards other people. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Man, that's good stuff. Hey, now, so why why high school kids? <laughs> you know, why, why, why did you decide to kind of start to help us out here a little bit part-time and with high school kids. I mean, what's, what's the passion there? Yeah. Uh, pa- I'm, I mean, in my I, time, cause in I know high school kids and yeah, I'm not yeah. sure why in the world, <laughs> why would you, why in the world are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm just joking. So yeah, in my time in youth ministry, I've worked from fourth grade all the way up through high school. And I, I genuinely love every age group. I don't just say that. Um, most of my time in Arizona was with fourth and fifth grade, which is funny that my mom leads the fourth and fifth grade here. (laughs) She's Um, like, you can't have my job. (laughs) Um, So I just love meeting kids in their different life phase and seeing them where they're at and figure out how do we preach the gospel to them in their context. And so genuinely I'm passionate about all of them, but out of them all, high school is just such an amazing time where you can really establish your faith that I feel like it's the biggest cliche ever, but at least in ministry, in youth ministry specifically, but high school is where you genuinely make your faith your own. And Mm -hmm. that sounds like it's, it gets said to where it almost feels like white noise, but that truly is where you establish who you are and what you're going to be about and what you're going to build your foundation on. And to be able to walk alongside those those kids at that time in that life phase to help them understand like, Hey, you are a son or you are a daughter of Christ of the creator. Let's build your foundation on that rather than all these random things that are so temporary. Like high school comes and goes, your friends come and go, but this is where your foundation can truly lie. And so I'm so passionate about that. And just to be able to help them, uh, one of my mentors and I always talked about 
the letter jacket faith where, and it's not as cool anymore, so it's not as relevant, but, <laughs> but there used to be things Come called on, letter, man, letter, letter jackets. jackets. Awesome. <laughs> I still have mine from high school. I still have mine too. Yeah. I'll have to get that out. Um, but it was, it, it was this thing that it was so cool that you'd wear your letter jacket and show, show yourself off throughout high school. And then if you ever wore that in college, how much fun you'd get made fun of you'd for that. you get beat up, yeah. Yeah. And so, <laughs> but I think that's so true about your faith too, where it's easy in high school to say you're a Christian. It's almost even cool in the right crowds, not with all crowds, but like you can show it off and wear it around. But then when you get to college, how quickly you can feel isolated in that and how quickly you can realize, oh, I'm different than other people. And mm. if you don't have that foundation, your faith can just be like that letter jacket where I'm just going to set this off to the side because I just want to fit in and I don't want to get made fun of for this. And so making a yeah, faith, not good. that letter jacket yeah. faith, but actually a true genuine faith that they can continue to be established in well beyond this. That's good. Now, is there any parts of the analogy where like, as you get older, like me, you can never get back into your letter jacket. <laughs> Where does Ever. that analogy break down? <laughs> well, I, I, what I, maybe there's something cool there. Like you're not supposed to, you know, your faith hopefully has grown and you're wearing new clothes. You know, oh, you that's know, true. I don't, I don't know. Like I'm just trying to. No, that's. I mean, that's the true. Analogy going. Like the question you asked me earlier. What are the things <laughs> you're wrong about in, about Jesus? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it's right, we're to come in full circle. <laughs> yeah, hey, we are. We're coming full circle. I'm just. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go back to the old glory days. <laughs> little Bruce Springsteen. But anyway, hey, uh, I really appreciate that. I'm, I'm, we're glad you're glad you're here, that's for sure. And I know you and I have been friends a long time, and you yeah. even interned with me when I was at another church, and, you know, we've known you for since you were a kid, basically. Yeah. So I'm really proud of you. Well, thank you. I'm proud of what you man you've become, more, than, more importantly than anything. But uh, the fact that... You know, sometimes it's easy, even when you are raised as a Christian and uh, surrounded by Jesus people, uh, so it's really, really easy to uh, assume an American Christianity, if you will, or a cultural Christianity that's not necessarily biblical. Yeah. You know, uh, so what is it? What is, I'm just curious, this, in this kind of related, kind of unrelated question, but I just, what is, what is it about Jesus right now in your life? that is just the most attractive thing, you know, mm. like that you want to emulate. Mm. Yeah. I've been processing this a lot recently, actually. I feel like I always have a list of book ideas that are never going to get written. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have a note in my phone called book ideas and there's probably like 10. Well, I got a friend that's a ghostwriter. So zero, <laughs> I've written zero words for any of them, but, <laughs> um, so this has actually been on my, on my heart and my mind a lot recently is just, um, how to disagree with love and how to find that balance of loving people and leading with love, but also finding a way of disagreeing mm. appropriately. And, uh, and when I say disagree that I feel like that has a negative connotation. I don't even mean it negatively, but just sticking with the truth, even though it might yeah, be popular. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And doing that in a way that doesn't, um, that doesn't, polarize or doesn't put someone in the in the wrong or in the bad or otherwise i mean <clears throat> we were we just had a, a youth conference hangout to follow up from the uh, uh follow up from youth conference and one of the things that we talked about is just um 
just finding those people that need Jesus. And even in this fall, we're going to be talking about some of this um, within high school. But like in Mark 2, Jesus, that's where he says the, the, the phrase, I, I came for the sick. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because that whole story is him reclining and eating with sinners who everyone else disagreed with. And even Jesus disagreed with. But yet he loved them and spent time with them and ate with them and was genuinely friends with them. And I feel like the culture today is so polarizing where it's like, well, we disagree, so I can't be friends with you or I can't be around you or whatever that looks like. But Jesus was with sinners and with prostitutes. And even though everyone else was knew that he disagreed with them, that didn't mean he didn't love them. And so that's been the, that's been a lot of what I've been processing. What does that look like in 2022? Yeah. Yeah. To like, who are those people that we need to love and sit with and eat with and recline yeah. with just like Jesus did in Mark two, that maybe even the Pharisees and the church people would say, why are you, why are you with these people? Yeah. And our response can be, well, we came for the sick. Yeah. And so that's been a lot of what's been on my heart a lot recently is what does that actually genuinely look like in 2022? It's really good. You know, in that Mark two passage, it's interesting. The NIV actually puts the word sinners in quotes hmm. every time it's used, except for the last time it's used. And the reason they do that is because the word sinners in quotes is referring to what the Pharisees were calling them. Hmm. They were sinners. I'm using Chris Farley quotes. <laughs> sinners. Yeah. Right. Because that's what the Pharisees are called. But the last time the word sinners is used is when Jesus says, I come as a doctor to the sick, not for the for the righteous, but to basically, you know, to save sinners. Yeah. And so, in other words, no quotes because Jesus meant it. Mm. And he was including, I think, those Pharisees. Yeah. And that where the Pharisees were not including themselves. Interesting the idea of sinners. And the only reason I bring that up is because it, so, it fits so well with what you're saying. Like, uh, and I think that's so, so, so good. How do we, you know, to emulate Jesus, we have to be a friend yeah. to sinners, which makes we us understand that we're a sinner too. Yes. Yeah. That we're one beggar leading another beggar to bread kind of thing. That's so true. Do we, do we do that? That's really good. Well, hey, thanks for joining me. I, we could, you and I could talk for <laughs> yeah. a long time. You can tell I'm long-winded about some of these <laughs> answers. <laughs> but I do want to do what's called the two-minute drill before you leave, Logan. Yeah. And I'm just going to give you a bunch of uh, uh, either this or that, you know, would you rather kind of things. You just tell me which one. And we'll just go as fast as we can. Just try to do it without thinking. Okay. And uh, uh, we will, I, I, I usually have some like real creepy music and stuff for this, but I don't have it on my soundboard. Oh my gosh. Well, know. I'll enter it later. And post. Here we go. <laughs> so here we go. The two minute drill with Logan Arnie. Twitter or Snapchat? Twitter. Hawaii or Alaska? Oh, I'm going to take Alaska. Really? Yeah. Freezing up there. Yeah. Okay. Zip lining or whitewater rafting? Whitewater rafting. Uh, if you had to have a dog named Puddle Pants, Mr. Puddle Pants, <laughs> or a cat named Katniss Everdeen. Ooh, dog, just because it's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Puddle Pants. Ignore the name, just dog. <laughs> <laughs> Onion Ring Tower or Chocolate Fondue Fountain? Onion Ring Tower. Ooh. How about um, Broadway Musical or be part of an audience on a game show? I think I'm going to take the game show. 
Hey, cool. Yeah. That'd be awesome. No phone for the rest of your life. That one. Or no dessert for the rest of your <laughs> phone. life. Phone. <laughs> I didn't even need to hear the second option. <laughs> the metal word is just get rid of the phone. Okay, how about this? Um, the St. Louis Blues Stanley Cup champion hat. Not that. Or the St. Louis Blues champ- Stanley Cup champion shirt. Neither. Which one? So uh, both. Well, I'll you take want, I'll you, take the shirt. That'll burn better. You, you want both? That's that'll be better. Ins- kindling inside joke. <laughs> you and me. Okay. Uh, relive high school history class or relive high school math class? History, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> what about monster truck rally or tractor pull? Um, I think I'm doing the monster truck. Yeah, I've never Big experienced foot. it. Bigfoot. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like something we need to do here at church, though. I agree. On Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday. Hey, thanks for the two-minute drill. That was Logan Arnie. Thanks, Logan. Thank you so much. So, that was great. That was fantastic. It's always fantastic. Every it time we have an interview. Fabulous. Fits in great interviews. Let's face it. Mm. So, really good stuff. Now, did you like the questions I gave Logan? Yeah, those were great. Insightful. There was, there was one question, and I'm talking about the two-minute drill here at the end. There's one question that uh, I just thought was a really good one, and I'm going to ask you the same one. Okay. Okay. And that is, uh, if you had a pick, would you want a dog named Mr. Puddlepants or a cat named Katniss Everdeen? Oh, Katniss. Katniss. <laughs> Definitely Katniss. Yeah, me too. I think that's what I would go for. So, yeah, Mr. Puddlepants just doesn't do it for me. Well, we we kind of have a Mr. Puddle Pants at our house. Well, let's not even go there. That's a terrible. <laughs> yeah, he's real cute though, and we have a Chihuahua. And um, God, God bless him. God bless us. Hey, thanks for joining us here on New Hope Underground. We hope you have a great couple of weeks. We'll be back in two. <laughs>